Here we go, week eight, right around the corner of the Big 12 football season. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com is how you find us covering the Big 12 conference. Top to bottom, three and one on my picks last week. Let's get to it with our week eight Big 12 football picks against the spread. We've got four games to run down, and uh, let's get right to it. Let's start off with the first game of the day. Kansas on the road against the Baylor Bears. So I love this game. Now you might say, what do you mean, Pete? You got TCU, K-State, you've got uh, Oklahoma State, Texas. Well, I love this game because the loser of this game is completely out of Big 12 contention. And these were two teams that one month ago thought they would be in Big 12 contention. And if Baylor falls to one and three in the Big 12, you know, I thought they could repeat as Big 12 champs. It would be a huge disappointment for the Bears. And if Kansas loses a third straight game after starting off 5-0, and that will be a huge disappointment based on how their season started. So uh, the loser of this game is eliminated from the Big 12 conference in terms of having a chance to win the league, you know, theoretically speaking. And that's why I love it. But here's the thing. You look at this game and you say to yourself, okay, uh, Baylor's home. Kansas is going to a second road game now after going to Norman last week, gave up 52 points. They got to turn around, go on the road to Waco. Baylor had a mini bye week because they played on Thursday last week against West Virginia. Baylor's coming off a tough loss. Dave Aranda spoke about that game last week, losing in overtime to West Virginia, and was like, hey, you know, this game, um, we learn from moments like this. He felt like it was kind of a gut check moment for his guys. It sounded like he was challenging his guys after that game, and he has been challenging his guys since that game. And this feels to me, Baylor with a little more time off, Kansas hasn't had a bye week. They're at the end of the first half of their season. They're banged up. Doesn't look like Jalen Daniels is going to play a quarterback. Defense has been getting smoked the last couple of weeks. You've got Blake Shapin back for the Baylor Bears. This game has Baylor written all over it. And I'm going to take Baylor minus the nine and a half points in this game against the Kansas Jayhawks at home on Saturday. KU's defense is struggling too much. And I think Baylor's going to have a big afternoon on the offensive side of the ball, a big bounce back game, angry after that tough road loss to West Virginia, which they should have won if Blake Shapin stayed healthy. I believe they would have won. And uh, they're going to come out big time on Saturday. Give me Baylor minus nine and a half against Kansas in the first game of the Big 12 on Saturday. Next up, Texas Tech hosting West Virginia. So both these defenses have been awful, awful, no doubt about it. You look at the passing game, the running game, I mean, they have both been bad, but here's the thing for me, Texas Tech's offensive line has been horrible. Texas Tech's offensive line has given up 23 sacks in six games. That is just a terrible number. They can't get out of their own way. And you look at West Virginia, you look at Dante Stills and some of the guys on that defensive line looking for a breakout game. This is their chance. This is the game for that West Virginia defensive line to go at Texas Tech to get through a very weak offensive line. I know that Tech's coming off a bye week 
and they're at home. But West Virginia had that mini bye week because they played Baylor last Thursday night. So it's not like, you know, they're even on a on a on a week. They're on a ten day rest as well. So they've had some time off too. What this game comes down to, to me, it's going to be a high scoring game. But when you're talking about the spread, West Virginia's ten of ten on field goals. Texas Tech is 8 of 12 on field goals. West Virginia's red zone defense is third in the Big 12. Texas Tech's is last in the Big 12. That means something. That can be a difference maker in this game. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So if I'm looking at the spread, I'm taking West Virginia plus the 6.5. I know it's on the road. I understand it's in Lubbock. But, you know, Neil Brown's got to build off that game. He's got a chance if Neil Brown wants to get this team the bowl eligibility, which he has to do, I believe, to show some type of progress this season. You got to not only compete in this game, you got to win this game outright. I'm not going to go that far because these are picks against the spread, but I'm picking West Virginia plus six and a half in this game. Uh, Next up, we've got Oklahoma State taking on Texas. So you want a little tidbit, and this is a tidbit that I like very much. Since 2016, Oklahoma State has been a home underdog just five times. And they have covered the spread in four of those five games, and they have won four of those five games straight up. What does that mean for Saturday? Well, I believe it means that the Cowboys are in a great position to cover the spread. The Cowboys are six-point underdogs at home. They are great as home underdogs, as I just noted. I understand the concern around Spencer Sanders and that shoulder for Oklahoma State. I totally get it. I'm sympathetic to it. I know there's a lot of question marks around it. But I'm telling you right now, I'm getting Mike Gundy at home. I think Sanders plays. I'm getting almost a touchdown. Uh, And these two teams have played very close games. Oklahoma State and Texas, five in a row. Decided by eight points or less. Six of the last seven meetings between these two teams decided by eight points or less. I mean, these these teams play coin flip games, it feels like. And I know Texas coming in, Quinn Ewers, but, you know, we saw uh, Texas against Iowa State last week, maybe because it was a trap game. I don't know. I don't want to jump to that conclusion, although I predicted Iowa State would cover the 16 and a half. I thought Texas was getting too much love in that game. I think that's happening here again. I think people are falling in love with Quinn Ewers, and I think Quinn Ewers is great. I really do. But you saw him look human last week at home. The Oklahoma State defense is not the Iowa State defense. I get that, but he's on the road. Tough environment. This will be the most difficult environment Quinn Ewers has ever played a game in. And it's just reality. Didn't play at Ohio State. This is his first year. Um, And you look at the games that he's played in, mostly been at home, right? So this is going to be the toughest game for him, toughest atmosphere that he has played in thus far this season, thus far as a quarterback in his career. And for that reason, I'm taking Oklahoma State, and the other reasons I mentioned, I'm taking Oklahoma State plus six at home against Texas. Uh, Next up, we've got TCU and K-State. How about this game? TCU and K-State, prime time on Saturday night. So TCU is leading the Big 12 with 6.3 yards per carry. K-State, as good as the defense has been for Kansas State, the Wildcats 
are allowing 3.9 yards per carry. That's the third most given up in the Big 12 on a yards per carry basis. Meantime, you've got a TCU team that uh, is the second most efficient offense in the Big 12. Now, K-State's got the most efficient defense, but still, they have not seen an offense quite like TCU's just yet. I don't believe. And I look at this and I say, okay, both of these teams have done a great job protecting the ball. Between the two of them, they've thrown one interception. That's TCU. K-State has not thrown an interception all season. But TCU has the second most interceptions as a defense. They've given up a lot of yards, but they take chances. They get interceptions. This is the week on the road. Adrian Martinez has his first pick. It turns the tide. TCU wins this game, and they cover the three and a half points. I think TCU's offensive line has been very good this season. It has been. They've given up just eight sacks in six games. K-State you know, has, has done a good job with that defensive front getting to the quarterback. I think that's going to be an issue for them this week. And TCU is home. I know K-State's coming off the bye week. That's a big deal. TCU had a tough game against Oklahoma State. It went to overtime. I get all of that. But I'm telling you, I, I really like this TCU team. They're getting better every week. They're getting more confident every week. They're getting more comfortable in the offense and the defense, for that matter, every single week. And, uh, you know, I think K-State's very good. But from a pure talent perspective, I get the more talented team on their home turf at night. That place is going to be rocking in Fort Worth. I like the Horn Frogs in this game to cover the three and a half points. That's what I like. So uh, the picks on the season, by the way, I'll note, are 24-18-2. We went 3-1 and one against the spread last week. And this week, I like Baylor minus 9.5, Oklahoma State plus 6, West Virginia plus 6.5 at Texas Tech, and then TCU minus 3.5 against K-State. So I've got two favorites at home. And then I've got um, an underdog on the road in West Virginia and an underdog at home against, uh, that's Oklahoma State against Texas. So those are my Big 12 football picks against the spread. I'm Pete Mundo. Great to have you guys here for another uh, show, whether you're joining us on the podcast, on YouTube, on uh, Facebook Live. Appreciate you doing that. Hey, YouTubers, subscribe to the channel. we got a lot more content, as we always have promised you coming your way here on the show and our friends of the podcast leave that rating review subscribe that's how you get the free heartland college sports koozie so make sure that you are uh, taking advantage of that just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to pete mundo m-u-n-d-o at heartlandcollegesports.com hey uh, we had uh, two of our guys matthew postens and uh, brian clinton at big 12 basketball media days this week so if you haven't checked out the content on the site please go do that because there's a lot of it a lot of it that you're going to want to read. And there's plenty more that's going to be coming your way. I know we're fully in football season here, but there is a lot more content that's going to be coming your way. So be sure to check that out. Um, Around the league, TCU leads the Big 12 with odds to make the college football playoff. Now, that should not be surprising at all because TCU is the only undefeated team in the Big 12. They are, uh, you look at it right now, and uh, they are in a very, very good place. I believe TCU could be a one-loss Big 12 champion. And unlike in 2014 when they didn't make it, I think this year they would make it. Any one loss, if the Big 12 has a one-loss 
conference champ, that team deserves to be in the playoff. I don't care what happens around the rest of the country. That team deserves to be in. Because this league is absolutely stacked top to bottom. We know that. The analytics show it. The eye test shows it. This league is loaded top to bottom. It's a round-robin schedule. The Big 12 never gets enough credit for that, for having a true round-robin compared to any other conference. There's no walkovers. There's no softball games. There's no gimmies. There's none of that in this league. It doesn't exist. Now, I'm not predicting a one-loss champion. I've, I've thought for the last couple of weeks the Big 12 is going to be in a position where it's actually going to have, when push comes to shove, at least one 7-2 and two team playing for a Big 12 title, if not two of them. But if it's TCU that ends up as a 12-1 and one Big 12 champ, that team's got to be in. Now, you go back to 2014, the Big 12 was, and I was ranting about this at the time. We had just started this show and just started the site in 2014. Uh, the Big 12 was stupidly thinking they could do a round robin, not have a conference championship game, have these lame regular season games the first Saturday in December when everybody else is doing uh, conference championship games. It was stupid at the time. I don't know what they were thinking, and uh, they shot themselves in the foot. And then you had this co-champion thing with Baylor and TCU, and then the committee's like, oh, first year? We can get Ohio State in? Let's do that. We'd love to get Ohio State into the college football playoff. That sounds great. So that's what they did. And it was a huge, huge mistake uh, from the standpoint of the Big 12. I mean, the committee was going to do what it was going to do. If they could get Ohio State in with Cardell Jones, they were going to get him in. Now, I know Ohio State won the national title that year, but come on, please. That's not the case anymore. Big 12 wised up. They kept the round robin, rightfully so. They kept nine conference games, but they added the conference championship game. And it's been a great addition for this league. It's a celebratory way to end the season. It was such a weird way to end the year when everybody else is playing conference titles and you've got TCU blowing out Iowa State 55-3 to that Saturday. Remember that game? It's like, what are we doing here? But now you look at it and you say, okay, you've got the Big 12 in a position where... Uh, if they get that one-loss conference champion, they should be in. I don't care what happens in the SEC. I don't care about the Big Ten. Pac-12, forget it. They're a joke. Same with the ACC. This league deserves it, and I will keep banging that drum no matter what anybody says. Uh, the other news uh, that was pretty big today that you know a lot of you might have seen, but some of you might have missed, Brandon Evers. Defensive lineman for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He announced that he has declared for the 2023 NFL Draft. Now, not a big deal. He's a senior. But he announced he's foregoing the rest of his senior year to prepare for the 2023 NFL Draft. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I understand not playing in the bowl game. Uh, I really do. That I get if your bowl game is mostly meaningless. But leaving your guys halfway through the season when your team is still competing for a Big 12 title, I just don't like it. I don't. And I, I, you know, I'm sympathetic to the cause of players looking out for themselves. I understand one injury and you know, you're done. One injury and your life changes. But why play this season? Like, wh What was the point of playing this season? Have you really proved, has Brandon Evers really done enough the first six games? I mean, he had a great, he had a really good year last year. 
why didn't you just go to the NFL last year? Like, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I think it's unfair to your teammates to do it. And I just think it's weak. I think you sign up to be on a team and you at least be part of that team for the season. I mean, never mind when you're in the hunt for a conference title. That I just don't understand. I don't get it. I don't have respect for it. And, uh, you know, the bowl game I get. This, this I, I think this is quitting on your teammates. This is quitting on your teammates. There's no doubt in my mind what this is. And I'm just, I'm disappointed in it is, is what I am. But um, I'm not disappointed in a great slate of games this weekend. We've got outstanding games in the Big 12, the two big ones everyone's talking about, Oklahoma State, Texas, and then, of course, TCU, K-State. But don't overlook that uh, Baylor-KU game. And even Texas Tech-West Virginia is going to be a lot of fun in Lubbock. I can't wait. Got a great Week 8 slate. Like the video on YouTube. Subscribe to us there as well. ton of traction coming up uh, on the video side of things. Facebook Live, love you guys. Share it. And then podcasters, you know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe. Have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports.